The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, Derek. You seem very happy today that you're not hosting. It is Friday. It's Friday. (laughs) How are you guys doing? I'm great. Nick, oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Well, thank you. Good. It's episode 31. Okay, thank you yeah, for that, Derek. No. Episode 31 don't, something. You don't get to do that if you're not hosting. <laughs> hey, hey, you, hey, you stay out of this. It's episode between me and Amber. Friday. Right? It has nothing to do with you. It's Friday, what, 24th? It's only the episode Friday, if you host it. So the, okay. it's probably like 24 then since you've been. Ooh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, about, well put. I haven't missed that much. You've seven, probably seven missed. Seven times this offseason? Yeah. You definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, right, fortunately, right. we figured we, out. Yeah. <laughs> we got it down, All the right. three amigos. There we go. Okay. And so, Nate. And Nate. Since last time we, we had the show, we talked about our concerns about Frederick. And Dave, you had a, an instinct of it being maybe something that would be a little more important than what we thought. And since then, it came out that Travis Frederick, he has a condition called... I don't know how you pronounce it really, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Barre syndrome, which is basically your body attacking itself, the your immune system attacking your nervous system, which is something very, you know, delicate and something that it's it's no joke. And as of right now, he there's no time ta- timetable for his return. So I wanted to discuss after you guys hearing this news, what were your first or initial thoughts? on him and what's going to happen next my initial thought honestly was that maybe Antoine Woods isn't that good and and I, I don't mean that bad about him it's just that he was beating Frederick to the point where we hadn't seen that um since he's been here we hadn't seen Frederick get beat by that especially a guy that was going to be hard to make the team um and nothing against Woods it's just that Frederick's strength you could you could tell that he wasn't the same and it makes more sense now from what we were seeing that he was getting beat a little bit more Fred uh, Woods comes out yesterday's practice, had a, had a nice practice, had a couple of uh, good plays, had one on Connor Williams. It was a good battle. So nothing against him. But I, I, Frederick, you you could tell now why Frederick was struggling a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to sound sanctimonious, but my first thought was just for Travis, honestly. Uh, when you, like I remember, you know, we've covered a lot of injuries. We've had a lot of guys be ruled out for the year or, you know, just have their season cut short before it started. Sean Lee comes to mind, Tony Romo, obviously. Uh, but when you read the words autoimmune disease, it's just a, a different bag, yeah. you know. Um, so it doesn't it sounds like they caught it early. It doesn't sound like it's going to affect his long term health outlook. I really hope it doesn't. Um He's a he's a good dude. He's a, a professional. He's got two little babies. His son Ollie wears glasses. He's adorable. Uh, he brings them out to train camp practices all the time. Uh, so first and foremost, just you know, forget football for a second. I just hope he's yeah. okay in the long run. Uh, and then you know, obviously, you know, you have some time to sit and think on it, and then football kind of creeps into your mind. Like, okay, what are they going to do? Does he have to go to IR? 
what's the timetable, all that type of stuff, um, which unfortunately we don't have a whole lot of answers for that right now. That's I think the Cowboys are still kind of in that processing and, and getting their information straight stage. Uh, so we'll see what happens here over the next week and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say it is hard to when there's something like that where you can't really determine how long you're going to be out for, how long that's going to take. But as of right now, we've seen Joe Looney stepped in. And I was going to ask you, Derek, are you feeling confident or comfortable enough with having Joe Looney take over that role as a center? Yeah, and I actually I we, when we talked about it on the last show, I said that um, of all the positions there on the offensive line, particularly those where you got those three all pros. I felt the most okay about the idea of if I had to lose one of them for a significant amount of time, the center would be the one that I would choose, mainly because I think the drop-off between him and the next closest guy, which is Joe Looney, is a lot less than than uh, than Sorry. Martin or, or Tyron and their next closest guy. I think the drop-off's a lot less. I think Joe's a really good player. Here's the part, though, that does concern me a little bit, is um, there's also the part of being a center – that isn't necessarily in the block. It is in making the calls. It is in uh, understanding what's happening and being kind of that central uh, nervous system, you know, no pun intended, yeah. for for your offensive line. And that's the part that I don't know. That, that may take Joe a little bit to get used to. Um, I, that's not to say he can't. I'm just saying that's one other thing that you have to consider here. And then the other part to that is we always talked about during training camp how Connor Williams as a rookie – your expectations of him was that he just needed to do, you know, just do your part because you got two all pros on either side of you. Now it's a little different. You got Tyron still there, but you don't have that center who has that experience, who's making those calls, who can give you a little bit of extra understanding, you know, during games like that part. Yeah. Now I don't know if you lose a lot or a little bit. We'll have to see, but that's a part that does at least concern me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I mean you're exactly right, and 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 those are the questions. Looney has not been a regular starter, so until you do it, I mean, yeah, we can all pull for him because he's he's great a great guy, jolly guy. Comes into the locker room and he says, you know, what does he say? Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. You know, he's never had that many reporters around him before. He was sweating. You know, he was, he was a little nervous. Yeah. Um, he's 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 a guy that anyone that has been here will pull for. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know, they all like you too. You know, and that doesn't mean you could play safety. You know, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that doesn't mean you're a good player because you're a nice guy. I yeah, I, no, it's I, an I unfortunate. It. It's an unfortunate truth of the NFL. Um, Joe did talk about that a little bit yesterday, though. Just you know, he's been sitting next to Travis for three years now. Uh, he was talking. He sits next to him in meetings. He's been picking his brain. Uh, he's been preparing for this. You know, the whole time he's been here. So. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's ready for this. I'm not, I mean, he's not going to make anybody forget about Travis Frederick, but, uh, I, I think he's up to this. Although yeah. to be a perfectly honest, that that's a wrinkle that I hadn't gotten to in my own brain was just how this might affect Connor Williams. So, uh, I, you know, it's, it's probably going to hurt a little bit. I think they're going to have, you know, you're not going to lose an all pro and just keep clicking. And that's just not typically well, the way at least it works. You don't really see him as let's say Chess Green type of backup. Right. You no, have I more think confidence be, in Joe Looney and what he's it, done so far. It will be better than that. And you've got an all pro running back. That matters. Um I don't think it's gonna be a disaster by any stretch. I, I think that you saw a difference in Looney with his strength this year. He he before he seemed like he was kind of a, a good technique guy, kinda of got in the way, he's not gonna get run over. This year he seemed like he was more 
wouldn't say a mauler, but he 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 showed more strength and throwing some guys around a little bit. Now, that could say you know you could also say the Cowboys don't have a great defensive tackle playing in there. That that could be the issue. You know, yeah, we don't know who's going to be playing tackle. It wasn't like he was throwing Malik Collins around. No. Yeah. But I have a point on Connor Williams, if we can get to that real Before quick. Before you get to that, real quick, can I just throw yeah. in one thing? I want you guys to know I also put a poll out on our Fan Pulse. So if you're able to watch live here on uh, on our mobile app, you'll see the, the question is, are you worried about the offensive now, offensive line now without Travis Frederick? I want to see what fans have to think about uh, that that particular question. So you know, you said the, the concern about, you know, now Connor doesn't have those all pros on either side, at least to start the season. And, and that's definitely a factor, but I, everyone knows where I stand on the on the uh, Earl trade, and, and that didn't happen at the draft, and it had a chance there in the second round. Uh, I think the Cowboys absolutely made the right call there because of who was available. I think Connor Williams is going to be an outstanding player. You can tell he fits right into this line. He's got that mean, nasty streak to him. Uh, I think he is going to be a really good player. We, we, we forget he was a tackle playing guard. Uh, he's going to get beat at times. He gets beat. Uh, but I think he, he's got what it takes. He got beat yesterday, sort of, in, in, with Antoine Woods, who put him on his back. Uh, and then they said, let's do it again, and it wasn't even close. That's the kind of thing you got to have as a tackle. Like, you know what? You're not doing that again. You know, so it was. It, it, he's, he's a feisty player, and I think he's going to fit in real well. Now, I wanted to quickly go over the whole O-line, and we have Zach Martin coming off with an, from an injury. Yesterday, he put on the pads and did some stuff off to the side, not necessarily yet uh, there yet, but he did say that he would be ready for the first game of the season. No doubt about it. No doubt or about 100% it. Or 100%. No Man. question. No question about it. it was, yeah, it was like... He's fine. Very, okay. very He's certain... Playing. Okay, yeah, we we'll go fine. with what he says. He he he's has enough Martin. experience to know what he's talking about. But at the same time, we saw Lyle Collins kind of get a little scared of, uh, I guess, someone stepped over his foot or something. Yeah, or he maybe he kicked or something. Some, somebody One kicked, of those. Yeah. Somebody kicked his ankle in a, in a rep. He also said he, he's okay and all that. So I wanted to go over, you got... This O-line that we've always been talking about, how strong is the strength of the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Now, certain things are starting to affect that strength. And as far as injury, looking at it overall and going off to start this season, how confident are you with what the O-line right now can bring you? Don't I mean... No offense, you left out a pretty big thing there with Marcus Martin going to injured. Reserve. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. Signed him in Another the offseason yeah. to help them deal with this, and he's not here now. Um, exactly. So they've taken Death some wise. hits. Even, hey, I mean, even the news was great with Zach, and I think Lyle's fine, and and Cam Fleming is is still here and doing his thing. But that's the NFL. It's tough, man. I mean, you know, like I said, I, we don't know the timetable for Travis, but it's hard to imagine he's going to play a role in the near near future. Um, and that's, you just, you, you got to roll with it, which I think, uh, credit to them for bringing Joe back. And I know he's gone now, but they tried to address that with Marcus Martin. Um, so they were ready for it. Unfortunately, their interior is sort of a mess right now with what's going on with Travis, but I think they're better suited to deal with this than they were with what happened to Tyron last year. So yeah, well, I mean, well, go ahead. Kadeem Edwards has done a pretty nice job, um, he doesn't have a broken hand uh, he, he'll be fine uh, swinging at people um that was fun yeah it was, good, it was a good little battle uh he probably saw the the fight and um 
Demarcus Lawrence coming in. Once again, you, I mean, these guys have some nice buddies around them. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about first with the fight of Travis and uh-huh. then Stack came in. Then you said buddies, right? Yeah. I okay. thought I thought you said they had nice bodies. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Buddies. Sorry. Okay. I, I got it. But you, yes. it did sound like you said something else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm just th- I wanted to point out like Demarcus just. <laughs> Yeah, DeMarcus DeMarcus did like the street fighter. Like, does DeMarcus know that he's on a one year 17? Like, he he could have broken his hand. Like, he ran across the field. It's what's known as the Superman punch. Yeah, thank you, man. He went full Hulk Hogan and Roman Reigns. I'm like, they do. I'm like, don't do that to a guy wearing a helmet. No, it's a bad idea. The one that I didn't get was Taco. Like, kind of just coming off to the side, just swinging at people. Like, Break it up, you know. Try try to break it up at this point, but right. hey, hey, it's it, it happens. Um, Kadeem has done a nice job. You mentioned Lyle getting kicked on, you know, whatever limping off. Lyle showed last year just how tough he is. I mean, he yeah. didn't miss any snaps, mm-hmm. uh, neither uh, along with Frederick. So, um, and Martin's never missed a game. Tyron, you know, he, he's missed a couple here lately, but I mean, he's been pretty pretty tough uh, as well. So, I, I think these guys are going to be. Fine for the most part, it's going to take something real serious, like it, like we've seen with Travis to okay. kind of get him yeah. out. So but, then I have this other question for you. We seen last year, okay, you got Tyron Smith who would have to take certain rest days because of his injury history, back injury. Then we had Lyle Collins. I believe he took a few rest days last year as well. Now, when you start talking about certain guys, as far as Zach Martin and maybe I don't know. Well, again, Travis is still pending, but. When you start talking about these guys that are needing to take those kind of rest days and be more careful throughout the season, what I mean, where does that leave you at right now? I mean, I, I guess if your if your question is, are you worried about the fact that you know of what you're going to do when those guys have to take rest days? I mean, they'll figure that part out. I'm not so concerned with injuries other than the possibility of tyrant still. And the reason why I say that is because. Anytime you start having back and neck issues, mm-hmm. then to me, I always just kind of keep an eye, a cautious eye on that. That doesn't mean that I've heard anything or seen anything that suggests it's still bothering him. It's just it was like the same thing with Tony Romo. When he started having back issues, then from that moment forward, it just was like, all right, it, you all right? You know, you just kind of keep an eye on it. So I think from that standpoint, I I, I keep a cautious and eye. And he wasn't. He wasn't, right. Because but that's got, my point. Yeah, so, because so they got I just, other back injuries that were... I will just keep an eye on Tyron just from that standpoint. But I'm not worried about the rest of that line from the standpoint of injuries or guys getting vet days or anything like that. If you got to take a vet day, who cares? Like, keep as the long as you're ready to play on, going. Yeah, as long as you're ready to play on Sunday and they can play at a high level on Sundays, that's all that really matters. And quite frankly, going back to your original question... I look at this offensive line, I think there's still an embarrassment of riches on that offensive line. How many offensive lines in the NFL have two all-pro players? Let's just take Travis out of the mix for a yeah. while. They have two all-pro players. They have another player that would have been a first-round pick but for the issue that came up that dropped him all the way to seventh round. I think there was no undrafted. doubt he definitely is a, a first. I'm sorry, undrafted. There's no doubt he would have been a first and definitely second pick, second round pick. Then you got another second round pick. I mean, you've got a ton of talent on this offensive line, even without Travis Frederick. And so I look at that, and that still puts me. I, I still think this is the strength of this team. Everything they do this year will be a, a direct reflection of how well that unit plays. If that unit plays well, they'll probably be a good team. If that unit doesn't play well, they're probably not going to be a good team, and I don't think any of that changed when Travis went out. 
Yeah, and we saw how they do when the line is struggling last year. So let's go ahead and... Man, the time is different. Okay, 9.30. Sorry. 9.50? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, are we almost done? (laughs) No. (laughs) We started at 9.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we still have time to keep going then. I wanted to talk about certain guys that came back to practice. Uh, One of them, Deontay Thompson. He's coming back from an injury from the Achilles. And then Tavon Austin. As far as Deontay, we know Tavon pretty much has a spot on the roster. Definitely. That's a safe bet. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, as far as Deontay Thompson, a guy that we've talked about, his speed and all that, and the fact that he's coming in so late and has missed so much time, where does that leave him in the wide receiver group? It, it depends on who you ask. And I asked him yesterday about, you know, not playing. You know, I doubt he's going to play in this game. I mean, you don't just put him back in on a Thursday and then expect and, and play him on Sunday. I would be surprised there. Um, but – they need to see a little bit out of him. Um, you know, Sanjay Lal has coached him, so he kind of knows him a little bit more than anyone else. But I talked to Deontay, and he said, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'd like to play some, but it might just be where I don't play anything till the, till the regular season, which I just thought. Well, he said it like that? Yeah, I was just like, all right, well, okay. I mean, where? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, at some point, because – you know, the more practices and games he sits out, the more plays Lance Lenore is going to make. Right. And he just has. He's just done it. And Now, he doesn't provide the same speed that Deontay does. And Deontay said, coming back yesterday, he said, I'm, I might be like a 4-3 guy. But maybe tomorrow I'll be in the 4-2s again. So, I mean, he's he, he's letting it know he's got some speed that, you know. I feel a couple types of ways about that because it's – yeah, I mean, you just outlined it really well. Uh, Deontay hasn't practiced. Deontay is also a veteran with an established relationship with the receiver coach. That's why he's here in the first place. And he does something that nobody else on this receiver court can do. He's just he's fast. He's the take the top off the defense guy that you've been asking for for seven years. Um, I love Lance Lenore to death. I'm working on a story about him for one of our, for the last preseason game. He's had a fantastic camp. But I just wonder if it's as obvious as he's playing well, so he's going to make the team. Like, that's not always how it works. I know that's the cliche. That's not always how it works in the NFL. Um, does he do anything that you don't already have among your receiver core? That's like, a good, that's good question right he, there. He returns punts. Great. So do Cole Beasley and Tavon Austin. He can work in the slot and outside. Great. So can three other guys here. Uh, he's got good hands. Great. So do a lot of these other guys. I'm not sure that his skill set is so unique that it requires him, honestly. Right. Uh, whereas Deontay Thompson has a unique skill set that nobody else does. Uh, so I just wonder, and, and I don't know anything. This is I've just seen this type of thing play out before, and I don't know if it's as clear-cut as Lance has had an amazing camp, so he's going to make the team. Well, here's a question I have for you when you say he's got that big speed that can take the top off defense. Absolutely right. Would you not put Tavon Austin in the same category that he has the big speed that can take the top off? Tavon defense? Austin's five eight. I, I mean, no, I get that. I'm not. Yeah. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying when you talk about speed, speed is speed. Yeah. And so the question becomes, if you're trying to think of it from the standpoint of what does he provide, as you were saying with Lance, what does he provide that you don't already have? Well, speed, you kind of got speed he gives already. You, height. you might, but I mean, he's not crazy tall i mean it's not like he's i you know, don't he's megatron tall i mean he's a he's a but still, average when, size when you talk about like the shorter guys you got cole beasley mm-hmm. Tavon, right then lance would be one of those right you can 
you know, just you got to balance it out too. You can't just throw a bunch of short yeah, guys out there. Yeah, but they got they got they have If you're talking about size, ball. though, you got Hearns, you got Williams. Those are both average size receivers. Those I know are, that he has done it at this camp, but I don't trust, and I don't think the Cowboys should trust Tavon Austin to line up at the numbers and and go downfield on a regular basis. I, I, That's I think, not I that think, would not be playing to his strength. Are you going to do that a lot with Deontay Thompson? That's what he would be here for. Yeah. But are they going to be committed to using him enough to do that? Whether or not they do or don't. I mean, we're not talking about your number one receiver. We're talking about the sixth guy on the depth chart. Right. You're he's talking also the kick That's my point, returner. yeah. He's right. also the kick returner. And that he's the main guy, unless Duke Thomas keeps playing well and, and jumps into the spot. But, but you know, Deontay's the guy right now that, that, that Keith O'Quinn says would be the kick returner. Does offensive line affect any of those things? Because now you First, have to have an extra it's all, body, It all right? goes hand in hand. Of course it does. The Cowboys right. might have to keep, I mean, they probably should keep nine offensive linemen now. I wouldn't right. have said that a week ago. Right. Let me, let me say this too about Thompson and, and, and Lenore. We all know most of these receivers or most of these players are somebody's pet cat. And Thompson, I guess, is a guy that, that comes from, you know, with Sanjay Law. So he's going to, that's, the 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 poly, and and I'm not trying to suggest that it's like these two enemy camps, you know, like but Deontay Thompson is here because he's Sanjay Lal's guy. Lance Lenore is Dak Prescott's guy. Let me also finish Dak that Prescott point. loves Lance. Who's gonna Lenore, win sorry. the quarterback or the <laughs> sorry. receivers coach? That's fair. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. what I was trying to say was was Deontay Thompson is here for Sanjay Lal, but but not not Dak's guy. Lance Lenore is Will McClay's guy. That's Will it. McClay brought him Good in. Point. And when nobody knew who he was, and and has stood you know stood by him, especially when he was struggling with all those punt returns and, and not looking good there, kept with them, kept with them, ended up on the team. Now he's had a great offseason. Has a, he's had a great camp. I think Will McClay holds a little bit of weight in the room too. So let's I not just, forget that. I part. would just be shocked with a guy that's had as good a camp as he had and pretty good preseason as well that he ends up out for a guy that's been hurt most of that time, that they don't really know what they're going to get from. And let's be honest, as fast as he is, he wasn't lighting the world on fire in Buffalo. So it wasn't like he's coming in, you're getting this veteran that's like, oh yeah, he's definitely got to make our team. I mean, he was a, he was, I mean, he, he was just, he was a, an okay but player. Where would, you, like, where would you put Lance on the wide receiver depth Okay, chart? let's stop the, it right there. Real quick, Ooh, let's let's okay, mom. <laughs> let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll still we'll keep talking about the wide receivers, who makes the cut, who doesn't. Okay. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. 
When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to the break. Okay, hit it. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skin care brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker which includes four Jack Black favorites, uh, plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping. Go to Jack getjackblack.com. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Use the code COWBOYS. You can get your Jack Black. You sounded like me doing yeah, the reading. I, I worked on that. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, your delivery was bad there. there. That's that. Yeah. You're going to be like, Nate, it's, my accent is brushing off. I will say, though. <laughs> Jack Black is some good stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you use yeah. they uh they hooked us up on some stuff before we went to training camp and I use it throughout training camp and I was like, man, this is this is some good stuff. I was a little bit concerned cuz I was like not all skincare and hair care products that are made for you are also made for me. Mm. So, why, why I was a little bit me cuz <laughs> you're different than I am. Just say it. Black people versus white people. I'm right. just saying. Like, so I was a little bit skeptical, but I will say that after I used them during training camp, I was like, "All right, this is kind of multicultural hair care and skincare product." <laughs> Good to know. I kind of think that's all. That's all we need. I think that's all that they really they need. I don't know this whole like. Have you seen the Dallas Cowboys? And, you know, just listen. no. Well, that's the point. Like, that's why they give us this stuff. They, they want to us you, to but... try it to see if we like it. And our thing is always, okay, let me try it before I say anything. I'm not going to just read it and Jack be like. Jack Black works for everybody. There, that's a good one. There you go. Hey. Works for everybody. I like it. Even, Even women? Hey, it's called Jack. Did you get Jack Black? No. You should have. Hey. I guess it's a man Why thing. were you doubting this, Derek? It's called <laughs> Jack Black. It should work for everybody. It should. It okay. Should. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Dave just puts his head down like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> moving on. Before we went to break, we were talking about Tavon Austin, Deontay Thompson, Lance Lenore. You were going to make a point, Dave? Who? Thank you. I'm right back where I needed to be. Where would you rank Lance Lenore on this depth chart right now? He's at the bottom of the guys that could possibly make it. I no, mean, I mean, if you were going to just say he's on the team, like put him on the 53, where would he be? Well, that means you have to start at the top. Yeah. Who's yeah. one? Give me your depth chart. He's the what bottom you? guy. He's he's after. You well, yeah, five guys. Yeah, five guys that are making. Okay, it. Cole, so he's, like, the, he's the bottom. He's guy. your bottom guy. So it shouldn't be unrealistic to think that he doesn't make the team. No, it's not. And I wasn't. I wasn't trying to intimate okay. that. Like I'm. I'm. I'm totally okay with the idea that they could, for whatever reason, get to a point where they say he doesn't make the team. I'm just saying, if he if he doesn't make the team in favor of Deontay Thompson then my expectation is that means you're going to use him because they've had a fast guy on this team for the last couple of years, and they didn't use him, in my opinion. Ooh. Like, um, um, Bryce. No, no, Bryce. Oh. And, and they didn't use him enough, in my opinion. I think that they okay. could have gotten him. way more out of him than they did. So if you're going to keep Deontay Thompson but. and use him like you use Bryce, to me that's kind of a waste. I actually think that is a perfect corollary because as the – fifth or sixth receiver on this team 
Deontay Thompson could catch something like 20 balls and four of them would be touchdowns because they would probably be long gainers like Bryce and long downfield throws. And that's not what the Cowboys want to do. That's not what Dak does well, but he brings that element. Right. And I just, I'm not saying anything for sure, but I, I don't think that's done. And I don't necessarily think that that's going to be decided by what you put on tape during preseason. That, well, and that's just that's how it works sometimes. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, if we're talking about that kind of guy, if we're talking about the guy at the bottom of the depth chart at the wide receiver position, he better be able to play special teams. Yeah. So really, that's where the conversation should be. I don't know, be. and that's exactly what I was about to say. I, other than, yes, you've got returners, but, I mean, running down on punts and kickoffs, if you keep Thompson, I don't know if you have six. All of your six players, I don't think any of them are going to do that. I don't even know if Lenore would do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know the point. Now Noah Brown would and that's, could. Well, and that's, he's really the guy more than anybody he, else. He's missed most of camp, but I actually think if they're going to make a case for somebody making it, that's the guy. I, Thompson gives you speed. Brown gives you size. And Lenore gives you a little bit of everything. A little everything else, yeah. And a guy that keeps making plays. I mean, yeah. that, that's what's so I will say. I would not be surprised to see Thompson make this team despite really going on the shelf two weeks ago. It would be hard for me to see them putting a, a second year player who hasn't had a training camp on this team. And, and, and I want Noah Brown to make this team. He's been my pet cat forever, but I just don't know how that makes sense. Yeah. But, but again, that's is, how you argued with Deontay. But De- you argued De- he he's special skill sets. Deontay has okay. been in the league for a decent True. bit of time though. But this guy has been here and it's they true. love him here. We, we saw in his first year, he was out there quite a bit you know, blocking. Now he wasn't catching a lot of passes, but they used him quite a bit, relatively speaking. Like for for a guy that was that young, he's gotten a lot of opportunities on the field. I wonder if I they're just, trying to stash him. Who, Lance? Noah. Noah. No, you oh. can't. You, Lance Lenore's done too much to stash. And everybody knows. I just about remember him. this. He played that last game against Philadelphia last year. I think he recovered a fumble or something on um, covering a punt or down to punt down in, in, inside the five. He did something. Um, I know that you guys weren't paying attention to that game, really. But, it really um, wasn't. 6 and nothing. I'm, it was one of the worst <laughs> afternoons ever. Was that was. game 5 nothing? Yes, The Browns Eagles, that's what yes. it ended? 5 yeah. nothing. I mean, at least that was preseason. It was 6 nothing in a regular season game, and it was 18 degrees. That was horrible. It was New Year's. Okay, so <laughs> we, we got Cole Beasley, uh, Terrence Williams, Tavon Austin, Alan, Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Then, who would who would you pick for those? Would you keep two or I, one? I, zero, seven. It could be zero. It it, it could, could be. be. It, it could, could be, be, but I doubt it. I think it'll be six. Uh, it was. Who would be your six? I I don't. I really cannot answer that because if you're just going based on what I've seen, I would say Lance Lenore. But I really don't think yeah. you can rule out Deontay. Thompson. If you had to pick based upon, and you do this a lot. If you had to pick based upon what you think they're going to do, who would you think that sixth would be? Deontay Thompson. You think it's Deontay Thompson? Yeah. Derek? I think it's Noah Brown. And you Ooh. would give just one extra? Actually, to be honest with you, I think this might be a position I go short with five, especially if, if, like Nick said, maybe they can get, I don't know if they can, but if they could get Noah Brown to the practice squad, then to me, that's that's a win. You keep five. Five and no on practice. Yeah, because you're going to have to go long in some other positions. This, I mean, I've been thinking six for a long time. I even, I once tried to make a case for seven, but you probably need an extra offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, you mm-hmm. might have to go heavy at quarterback. Rico Remember Gathers might force you to go long backs, tight backs, you might have to go a little bit long there. Yeah. 
I think there's a lot of areas where you yeah. want to go long. Receiver yes, might not so. be one of them. You also need to factor in the game day 46. And now, because you don't have that versatile backup like you have in Joe Looney. See, Looney was a backup to three mm-hmm. spots. So now you're probably going to have a backup center and a backup guard. Well, so did I, you hear what, what Garrett said yesterday about that? About what tra- uh, about um, Zach Martin? But playing... Yeah, that they he'll he'll be like he's a guy that they say has some versatility. Certainly can can do some snapping. He can he can snap the ball. He I can really, play tackle. I, I now really, I don't know if that's just him talking, but no, he can do all those things. We've seen it. I just don't think they want to do that unless it's like a in-game break glass because it's that bad of an emergency type of thing. I think, I, I think you got to have eight linemen. So you active. think you think not including him, you need a guy that's a center, a backup center. And, and, and is he on this team? Or, I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think know if there is one. I think that there's going to be another offensive lineman on this team who's not here right now. So, and, I just think if Lance Lenore was the sixth receiver, I think he'd be inactive. Yeah. I yeah. don't think. I think if you keep Thompson, I think he you keep him for reasons to make him active. So, and Noah Brown probably would be inactive. At maybe least hey, to start. Michael Gallup's been good enough that maybe you don't need the sixth guy. I'll be honest. Gallup. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, it's possible. I don't know. The catch he made yesterday um, over Cheeto, that was, um, you know, Rico's one-handed catch in, in Oxnard was great. That was one of the best catches I've seen in all of camp. I mean, yeah. it was unbelievable. It was, a, it, was a, it was a blitz, and Dak got rid of it, and – you know, Cheeto did a nice job. He was he was with his guy, but uh, you know, Gallup found the ball and just went over him and and made a really nice play on the ball. It was it was a good one. I was pissed because if it had been in Oxnard, I would have gotten video of it and it would have <laughs> been on Sports Center and all that type of stuff. You, you and John Mashoda are like you don't yeah. know what to do with your life. No, right it now. sucks. <laughs> like watching taking practice video. without taking video is boring. Honestly. So yep. So we all like sit at home in the evening. Do y'all actually like share videos? Like, ooh, sick, look at this one I got. Look every I single, got. every <laughs> single time, I'll trade you this one. Right. For- <laughs> right. Every single time I have taken a video of something at practice, he's gotten a better angle than me. Like, and so it he's just, the better of the two. He's better than me. So he maybe I should he's call pretty him active. and see if we can make a trade. Yeah, go for it. Dallas Morning, <laughs> go for it. He probably makes more money than me, so I'll trade. I'll, I'll go with Touché. that. Touche. Touche. <laughs> All right, so the Cowboys are going to play their third preseason game this Sunday at AT&T Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I want to go around the room, and I want everyone to give me a different answer. Don't – just a different answer from each. I want to see who would be the guy – who you are wanting to see the most out of. And we're getting near the end where Ruster cut this accent, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Roster cuts are about to be made. So who is a guy that you need to see more out of in this upcoming game? Is this a guy that is a potential cut that needs to make his way onto the team or just any guy? Someone that you're in doubt. Oh, somebody I'm in doubt. Okay. Um, you just need to see more. Is he going to make the team? Is he not? What can you show me now to um, justify a spot I, for you? I will say Antoine Woods because we were pretty we were pretty certain when we were going through our 53 that, well, not certain, but we felt like maybe there's a good chance he's going to make the team. I think Nick had a great point. Now that we hear more about Frederick, it kind of changes your perspective on what he looked like in those one-on-one drills when he was beating Frederick. Um, and, and 
I just I kind of wonder now if, if when you start thinking about the whole defensive line, if he's going to be one of the guys that's actually going to make it because they've got a lot of guys at defensive tackle right now, in my opinion, that are kind of all at the same level. They're all kind of I kind of see a little something I like, but I don't really know. So I think he's going to have to have uh, some some good play here did in these you, next two games in order to make the team. Did you get a chance to watch him uh, go up against Connor yesterday? No, Nick was talking about I did not see that, though. It was fun. Okay, I wanted to say what what was uh, I wanted to ask. Sorry, what was some of the comparisons there from what you saw there and versus the things we've been talking right. about him going up against Travis? It was one of those compete, um, you know, one on one drills where every, the whole team's watching. And in the first time, I think Connor got him pretty good. Second time, um, Woods pretty much just overpowered him to get him down. Now, Connor did kind of. Toss him over to the side, so it was. Everyone was all excited for Antoine Woods with this pancake type of play, but you know, it, it would have been nice for the offense to, to actually, you know, because he went out of the play, and so he really didn't do anything. He did knock him on his back, which is what the drill's supposed to be. They came back, and Connor said, "You're not doing that again." And it was bye bye. Yeah. So, but he he he's got something. He's got something to him. I mean, he, he's a he's a powerful player, and I I think that. I think he's a player you would want to keep on the team. He reminds me a little bit of that Davon Coleman who didn't last that long. Yeah. Strong, young, quick off the ball, but let's see if you continue to do it every single week, every practice. Let's see. I don't know what to do with those defensive tackles. No, I, I, I mean, me either. So they're all kind of just bunched in there. It's That's, hard to and, know. And they can't, They you know, Marinelli's clearly not happy with the rotation because he's mixed it around so much. I mean, okay, Malik Collins is going to make the team, but... Woods has had moments. Brian Price has had moments. Dayton Jones is interesting because he's hurt now. Is he good enough to carry even if he's not healthy? Um, I, I don't know what to do with that. And, and Ward's been up and down. Tyrone Crawford's playing tackle now a little bit, as right. is Coney Ely. Like, it's, that's a mess. Ron Reed uh, just signed him. him. But that's the point. Like, that's why I'm saying I think Antoine Woods, yeah. I think he's had a good camp. I think he's got to follow it up with two good games if he's going to make this team because yeah. – there's a lot of things he's, that could push him right out of the door. We talked about Deji Olatoye the other day. Like He's a guy, Antoine Woods, who could play his way off of the team if he doesn't have a good final week. Right. It, it sucks because you know for a lot of these guys, like you know the veterans are like done with preseason pretty yeah. much. Like They might get a couple series on Sunday night, but like if you're on the bubble, if you're a rookie or a second-year guy, you got to have eight more days of really good work. Yeah, you got to be focused right now. This yeah. is when you make the team, basically. Which... For to answer your question, I would like to see one of these young DBs step up and do something to claim a roster Duke. spot. Duke, Marquez White, um, Charvarius Ward, Tyree Robinson, Cam Kelly. I, I mean, I'm, I'm later today. I'm going to post. It's not a roster projection. It's just a breakdown of of what I think they might do at each position. I like it. Okay. Yeah. No. It, I I had a lot of fun writing it, but I, they're probably going to keep nine or ten defensive backs, and there's seven spots taken among veterans. Mm -hmm. So. You got two, maybe three spots open, and one of those rookies or young guys needs to do something. And that whole group that you just mentioned, is it goes back to the same thing where no one really has stood out more than the other. It's right. like someone has a spark here and then the other one here, but it's I not. can I can point to something good that all those guys yeah. have done. I can point to something bad that all those guys have done. And right. the great opportunity here, here is that one of those safeties has a shot now. Like one yeah. of those safeties that, that two weeks ago had probably no chance of making this team actually has a shot now they just got to put it together here in these next eight days to be able to give themselves a legitimate chance yep 
Um, I think the obvious question, you know, the obvious answer, regardless of what you want him to do, everybody does want to see what Rico can do. I, I'm not going to say him. We've talked about him all the time. I mean, everyone's interested in what he's going to do, whether or not you're pro Rico or not. Um, but the guy throwing him the ball, Mike White, I, I think will be interesting this week. Um, you know, do you keep five, do you keep three quarterbacks? He's had a nice week of practice. He had he had um, he's shown some some things in the game. He needs to, he's probably going to play a lot more in this game, and then obviously the fourth one. But I think Mike White has a chance to really don't worry about trying to be the backup quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think he he can solidify his spot because. Think about Xavier Woods. Let's say Xavier Woods can't play in the first game, and we know that. That's another spot on the roster that you have to keep. Um, you have to keep a safety inactive. You have to keep a center inactive. The more of these guys that you have to keep inactive is going to be tough to keep these bubble spot players. Which, and that's, Mike White is is curious because that's like the luxury of all luxuries. We've talked about that a million times. Is You probably don't want to keep three quarterbacks in a perfect world, but it's on it's on Mike White to play well enough to make them say or we we're not cutting this guy. I mean, yeah. if he has a, two crap games, you got problems with Travis Frederick, you got problems with Xavier Woods, you look at that and say, eh, maybe we can get this guy through waivers." So, a, it's important for him. A guy I would mention would be Charles Tapper. He I like the guy. I and I want him to be Talk successful. Talk about a guy you pull for. He's one yeah. of those guys. He, yeah. I, I really want him to succeed. But as of right now, that position is looking a little congested as far as talent goes. And especially with Randy making a comeback and all that, uh, I want him to show something that would at least make somewhat of an argument to try to keep him. Aside from that, I talked to Will McClay not too long ago, and he made a comment, and I never really – saw this process, the whole roster cuts, as somewhat of a draft. He he was telling me this is basically like another draft for them when they're making cuts. So I wanted to see what you guys, who would be your draft pick? Out of all the guys that are not proven yet and are needing to be proven. Bubble. Yeah. Bubble players. Bubble players. Mm-hmm. Who would be your pick? And it's a pretty big group, but who, who would... If you can, and if, I have a roster right here. If you need one, um, we're just talking like first first guy onto the onto the team. So you got these guys that are not proven yet, not uncertain, trying to make the team. You got who would be the first guy well, that you pick on the maybe list? Did you see the maybe? maybe? Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. See the maybe so, list yesterday. Well, it's something we're working on for next week. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, there's about 15, 16 maybes. Yeah. Um, so you're okay. you're basically saying, all right, you get you get to keep one, you get the um, you get to keep one. You know, you're drafting one. Who are you picking? First okay. guy, save one like it's a reality show. First guy that comes to <laughs> mind is probably Antoine Woods. You want him? That's yeah, on the team. Yeah, you're keeping him. He's okay. had a great camp at a position where they don't have a lot of proven production. My guy would be Rico. Yeah, that was mine actually. Yeah, I'm with you. he's he, he's just done too much to to, to let him go. You, yep. you just can't. He, you're working on him. He, this is really a year and a half. Last year he was doing some good things, and you, they stopped it. They, I, I so think, you guys said <laughs> you said two names that you mentioned as the ones you want to see more out of, but at the same time you're already convinced that you would keep him. Yeah, but I mean, I think we all want to see what he can do. Yeah. But the weird more. thing about tight end is that, is that nothing is 
it's not like you're just fighting for the fourth spot or the third spot or whatever. I mean, if he goes out and just has an amazing game, like a really, really great game, I mean, who's to say he wouldn't play more? You know, I mean, he's yeah. got he's got to learn how to do it from the 20 to the 20, but I'm, I don't know. I, I'm keeping him. I'm not letting him go. All right, let's take our second break. Derek, I'm going to give you a little more time to come up with a name that we haven't talked about. I gave about. you a name. Who? Rico. No, that's copying. Yeah, I want a different name when we come back so you have a little break to think. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Hit it, Nick. Oh, yeah. Um, Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines. Back in Texas. We'll be out there today again. Check out the excitement for free. Fans can enjoy the back-to-football events and five practices. We're down to two at the Star uh, this week and next. Enjoy live music, family-friendly activities, special offers, and more. For more information, back to football and 2018 training camp presented by American Airlines. Visit the Star in Frisco. Dot com. We have today's practice at around 11 and Tuesday morning. They also practice that will be the last two times here um, in uh, in Frisco. LFG. 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 Left, left foot. On, go. On to the regular season. I think he's oh. saying let's <laughs> freaking go. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, thank you. All right, so before break, we went around and talked about those draft picks that you would pick out of the bubble guys. Nick mentioned Rico. They went with Antoine. Derek, who's your guy? All right, I'm going to take uh, Brian Price. Um, I've always I've made no mis- – I mean, it's been pretty clear. I'm, I'm a fan of Brian Price. I think he's a good player. I think he's had a good camp. I don't think he's had a great camp. I think he's had a good camp. I think he's been good in the preseason. 
but I also think that's kind of who he is. Like he's just a good, solid player. And when you talk about the defensive tackle position, that's probably, I mean, especially when you're talking about bubble guys, if you got a good, solid player that's a bubble guy, then he's probably the best of the bubble guys because there are a lot of guys that are on the bubble right now that are not good, solid players. You know, actually, the guy that I think is the best player of the bubble guys, and he's probably not going to make You've this team. Bubble a lot. <laughs> I know he's actually not going to probably make this team. Um, is Darius Jackson? Darius. Um, and it's really just for purposes of they they just can't. I don't think they can make a, a rational reason to get him onto their fifty three man roster. But I think he's a good player, and uh, and I'm I'm just you know I, I wish there was a place for him on this team because I really think he could be a great player for oh, them. He can he can make the practice squad. Yeah, it can if make they the decide squad. they need a runner on the practice squad, right. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have four when it's all said and How done. How serious is this Bo Scarborough injury to the point where, like, is he? he That's a got good a hip injury. I mean, like, is it to the point where he's not going to make it? I don't think so. I personally, yeah, I personally, I mean, I know a lot of people like Bo Scarborough. I actually, if I had to choose between the two, and it was me making the decision, I'd take Darius Jackson over Bo Scarborough. Because you've you've seen more out of Darius as yeah. of right now, but that doesn't mean Bo- absolutely. And it's and it's it's a matter of like a, a lot of this will be about their own projections for when they drafted Bo Scarborough. What what did they expect of him? What did they expect him to develop into? Um, my thing is like I don't. You could say well he's a big body and all that. They're not going to use him like that because Zeke's going to be the one getting those carries. So just to me, when you have a guy as good as Zeke that does everything then what you want is you just want guys that if Zeke should go out or if Zeke needs a spell, they can come in and do everything. And I think Darius Jackson gives you maybe a little bit more of that than Bo Scarborough. But that's just my opinion. I think Bo, Bo's skill set is too unique to let him go at this point. And, I'll, and I, Darius Jackson's my guy for whatever it's worth. He has been for two years. Um, but you can find guys like him in the draft every single year. Uh, Bo... I think has a unique talent level for where they got him seventh round pick uh, and injuries. And, you know, he fell out of favor at Alabama. I think that all contributed to him dropping. It's just too intriguing to think of what he might develop into, especially I'm going to go play the long game for a second. Rod Smith is a free agent and I don't mean Rod Smith's not going to break the bank in free agency, but you gotta, I mean, do you, do you bother paying a guy if another team wants to pay him more to be your backup or but I, you but can I do develop wonder- those Spark- Scarborough? I do wonder about when you got a running back that's had injuries, significant injuries in college, that does worry me a little bit just sure. because, and I think because of the way his body's made, he's a big target. And the NFL, big targets tend to get hit a lot. And that just, that doesn't, to me, I just think of him and I say, I don't know if he were put in a position where he had to be a primary back for a few games. I'm not sure he would be able to to take that kind of beating in the NFL. You, I don't know. We'd you see. might be right, but much like Rico, he's just unique, and it's too intriguing for me to want to let go of. And Darius Jackson's had some injuries in the pros. I mean, mm, he, yeah. he's been banged up, too. I mean, you're right, though. When you see Darius Jackson go out there, you can see some some spark. Some of those cuts he made in that last mm. game, I, I was— I was very, very impressed. He's he's a good player. They yeah. never should have cut him in 2016 for the millionth time. Uh, I hope he, you know, if he, if, I hope he makes this team somehow or is on another 53. I hope the best for him. But I'm just thinking about it in the long term. You know, I just, I think Bo has the more intriguing upside. And also, you would hope that Darius is more advanced because he's been here longer as as far as the NFL Bo is just starting out so obviously there's going to be that little gap and I think that we've seen 
moments of Bo where he can't he, he would want to make you keep him and and the strength and I always say this about <laughs> I just never seen a back like that you know like an actual Barbara. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he just looks uh, like a monster. Yeah, there. You go. Uh, <laughs> this time I am talking about body, B O D Y. Got it. Okay. But no, he he's just a monster, mm. basically. And yeah. and you, that's rare when you find guys that tough. And that those are the kind of guys you need in the NFL that are monster like and tough. Yeah, but that, again, when you talk about that big monster body, I think there's a reason why running backs typically. The ones that are durable are typically shorter, stockier. It's because the bigger the body, the bigger the target. And in the NFL, if you got a big target, you're gonna get hit, and you're gonna get hit a lot. And I just, I just personally am not a big fan of the big running back. That's just my own personal thing. The big, yeah. tall yeah. running back. That just, to me, it just, it hasn't always worked. It's worked a few times, but most of the time, it has not worked. It's kind of funny because all this team has is just big monstrous running backs. No, no, no. That's not what I was just talking about. No, I, I was talking about yeah, not tall. Look at this team's running backs though. I mean, Zeke is like 6'1", 220 something. Oh, Rod, Rod is six, like Zeke is not 6'1"? What he's, are you talking about? He's 6 foot. He's big bigger for a running back. No. Yes, he is. Zeke is thick, but Zeke, Zeke, Zeke is not is, a tall back. Zeke is big and Rod is tall. Zeke, okay. okay. Nick, you want to break the, the tie here? I I don't consider Zeke to be tall. Right. He's not short though. So, no, but he's but he's not a tall running back. What do they got listed at? Five, five, eleven. I would guess five eleven. Huh? I looked it up. He's six. You look okay, at him. Hold, he's hold not on. six. Look up where? Where did you look it up? <laughs> right, right. He's a five eleven running back. Don't, is don't tell me you looked it up. OhioState.com. No, it says because it on the NFL. In a position full of guys who are five nine, five ten, Zeke is big, and Rod Smith is bigger, and Bo Scarborough is bigger than that. That's all I'm trying okay. to say. Right. Yeah, he's not. He's not a short back, and he's yeah. not one of those. He's not like Emmitt. You know, he's five nine or five, you know, whatever. I mean, he's he's probably a, a, a legit five eleven, and that's that's very average. Yep. And, and and I guess to Dave's point at running back, it's a little bit above average. But where he, no one's ever talking about that kind of stuff. It's just the fact that how he's he's. I bet he's six one with that big mushroom so on his head right now. <laughs> that may be what you're thinking about when you think about how tall he is. So sick. It says he's six. Bo is six one, and Rod is six three. It's a beefy, Rod is a big dude, but I'm gonna tell you this: beefy like, running once back again, room. I would be worried if Rod was my primary back yeah. every down. Like again. Just think about across the NFL. You've got those bigger backs. Name one that's been durable. Eddie George is the one that comes to my mind, but I can't think of a lot of big, taller backs that that were durable. I don't know how tall he was, but he ran tall, and Adrian Peterson was pretty good in his day. I know Adrian Peterson, I wouldn't say he ran tall. He ran just straight upright. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but when he was taking on when he was taking on defenders, why are we he was so down. far in the weeds right now? <laughs> I know, like, we are okay. I'm over here Wait. looking at Darius Jackson's height, like what? Six. six, Darius Jackson, is, six that's foot. No. Yeah, that's that's no. what it says. That's people giving him a little. Well, look at Lance Dunbar. See if it says six one. <laughs> Lance Dunbar is a solid five eleven. Said nobody ever. <laughs> All right. I don't remember where we were going with I this. I don't either. I'm way I off. root like hell for Darius Jackson, but I think Bo Scarborough winds up on the 53. I agree with that. I just say I, I like Darius Jackson more personally. I just I, I mean, like him more. He, I said that when he was a rookie. Like there's like he there yeah to Nick's point. There's like a spark when he gets the ball. Yeah. He he, he was the only guy doing there. anything in the game last week. Yeah, he's got some. 
Lance, 5'8". Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that's accurate. That might be generous. I was about to say, that might even be a little bit. So like, they've had extra. every all the their stats or height. Height, wrong. Uh, height is always kind of a weird thing. It, it really is. Just where they put different people. You look about. Yeah. Put the helmet on, you gain two inches. There you go. There you go. Right. What do you all expect from the starters on Sunday night? I feel there like it feels like something we're supposed to, to talk about One two days before bag the game. Well, I know what seeds. you expect. None no, of them to play. I know what I want. Maybe two right. bags. <laughs> now what to expect, right? I think they'll probably play a little bit now. Like, you know, instead of like, everybody's hurt, you got to get them off the field. It's like, everybody's hurt, you got to get them time with these new guys they're going to be playing with. Zach's not playing though, right? No. Zach Martin? No, yes. no he's so not So if Zach's play. not playing, do you, do you still put... Dak out there. Yes. I think he will go out for a little bit. And he said yesterday he wants to play. He doesn't know what his. I know. I know. Yes, they I all. Think that, yeah, that's they're all the, going to say they the, want. I mean, you have to at least for a little bit because that's the perfect scenario of what you might get if you know, let's say Zach doesn't come in, and then you don't have Travis at the same time. This is the perfect scenario to prove that, or, yeah. you know, practice that and see. Okay, what are some of the fixes that we need to make and have at least one week and a half or so before the first game. Yeah. I mean, if if they really – if they're going to say, well, we're not going to play him because we're going to start Looney and Kadeem Edwards, then you got to do something else because, I mean, you're not too far away from maybe those guys have to play. I mean, what if Zach Martin really was it was a two-week injury and he wasn't going to play? Then what would you do? No, I get all that. you got to get confidence of these young guys and get them in there. And But you can kind of get that with somebody else at quarterback is my point. Well, I, I don't and, know. And, if, but, but you're and not when, get- in their first time doing it, you know, there could be those moments when there's just a, a missed assignment. Do you want to risk that happening in a preseason game and now you get your quarterback hurt? Like, that's the part yep. that, that at least I think is worth a discussion. Now, I agree. Most likely they're going to play him some. Um, but I'm just saying, I think it's worth a discussion. Should you, knowing that 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 part of the offensive line is right. now brand new? I kind of think he's going to play a little bit, and I think that's a mistake. But I get the logic for doing it. We'll see what they decide. I mean, t- I thought Tyrod Taylor broke his hand last night. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. Tyrod. I don't. I don't Man, he was going by Tyrod in college. I don't know. Was he? Yeah, I I don't know. Whatever. Was he going by it or was everybody just That's, calling him that? Somebody found a video of him saying Tyrod when he was playing for Virginia Tech. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever he wants. Tyrod Taylor, I thought he was done for the year, which he wasn't. And then he, he wasn't. Came he came back, but I'm eh. I'll be watching their game. Keep my sure. keep my good players off the field, but I think Dak's going to play a series or two. We'll see a little bit. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us once again. <laughs> for Nick Kidman, Derek Eagleton, David Hellman, and Mike Garcia. This was The Break on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about it?